God bless you, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Call a neighbor, call a friend, let them know that Yes Lord Ministries is now on the air. Amen. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven and earth with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. Let's lift our hands and give God some praise on this day because why? He is risen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our God is alive and well. Thank God for the greatest gift that we could ever receive that in being the son of God, Jesus Christ gave his life for you and I that we will have a right to the tree of life. Amen. That's enough to give God some praise right there. Amen. We thank God for you, you and you, and especially you. Amen. We give honor to God who's the head of our life, to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. We thank God for Apostle Mamie Tarbert, Pastor Steve Tarbert, Pastor Hector Cassandra Ford, Pastor Callan Doherty, Pastor Von Del Scott, all of our ministers, all of you, the precious people of God who have joined us on this resurrection day. I know, I know, I know the world uses the term Easter, but when you look at the terminology for Easter, it signifies a pagan observance. I've realized that we all usually try to be user-friendly, you know, want to say, but when you are a believer, and we'll go into it in our lesson on today, when you are a believer, you realize that it's not about an Easter egg hunt, but it is about the risen Lord. Amen. And that's why we can celebrate today because of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We thank you for joining us on today. We're very excited by having you. Your life will never be the same. Amen. Praise God. And so get your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll look at verses 1 through 4, and then we're going to skip down to verses 51 through 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, then we'll skip down to verses 51 through 58. Amen. I'll be reading out of the King James Version, so just in case you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. And it reads like thus in the King James, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered you unto you first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again, my God, the third day, according to scriptures. Now I want to go down to verses 51 through 58. Behold, look, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Woo! In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, 
at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible will put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality verse 54 so when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory Woo! oh death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject the resurrection, the Christian's assurance. The resurrection, the Christian's assurance. My God, my God. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. The result of our reading his written word, hearing the spoken word and receiving the Raymond word. We should now begin to experience the manifesto word, enjoy the fruit, prosperity, success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a praise right there. The resurrection, the assurance, amen, the Christian's assurance. My God, my God. Listen, this is what I want you to understand as we celebrate this time. And we realize that over the years, many have used this day as a day of rededication, as a coming back to the Lord, coming back to church, uh, a time that they would dress up and you know the children would be all dolled down. The young men would look so handsome in their suits and all. But now we need to look a little deeper as to why this day is, you know, sometimes, you know, some people look at it as a day that we're in, it's a day off from work or it's a day just to kind of relax. Well, I want to just kind of, as they said, let's take a deeper dive into the scripture and find out why we're so fortunate to have such a day we call Resurrection Day. So as we look at it, Paul says here that moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, for which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So when we look at this particular scripture, in this final section of the letter, Paul gave a masterly defense of the resurrection of Christ and its importance to the Christian faith. The struggles in the Corinthian church made it clear to Paul that they needed to be refocused their attention on the gospel. 
he brought his letter to a close with a vigorous proclamation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the gospel message, as we look at verses one and two, the gospel message that he preached to them that they had welcomed on which they had taken their stand was the message that had saved them. See, we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Paul wanted to remind them of that gospel because apparently some false teachers like today, we have them today, had been distorting it. In fact, some of the Corinthians had come to believe that there would be no resurrection of the dead, verse 12. But not only was the church in Corinth having problems with unity, as Paul tried to clear up in the previous chapter, it was also, watch this now, dealing with the basic problems of theology. This too would tear apart the church. As an apostle who had himself seen the risen Christ, verse 8, Paul took these Corinthians believers back to the basics. And you know, I want to pause right here because every now and then we need to remind ourselves and go back to the basics of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What was it that got us saved? Who is it that we're saved by? Are you with me? What was we saved from? This is so essential for us to always keep in mind that look at what God has done. For had it not been for the grace of God, where would I be today? Amen. And so the central theme in the gospel here is the key text of the defense of Christianity. Three points that are most important are as follows. One, Christ died for our sins. Without the truth of this message, Christ's death was worthless, and those who believe in him are still in their sins without hope. However, Christ, as the sinless Son of God, took the punishment of sin, dying for sin, so that those who believe can have their sins removed. That's a praise break right there. The second of all, he was buried. The fact that Christ's death is revealed, in fact, of his burial, many have tried to discount the actual death of Christ from the false teachers of Paul's day to false teachers today. But Jesus Christ did die on the cross and was buried in a tomb. Mm. The third point, he was raised. Christ came back to life from being a dead person in a grave on the third day, as noted in the Gospels. Friday afternoon to Sunday morning, three days in Jewish reckoning of time. This also occurred in scriptures as stated in Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. Are you with me? And also in the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 17, when Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days. Watch this now. But Jesus made several appearances to various people after his resurrection. So Paul first mentioned the appearance to Peter, noted in Luke 24, 34, also in Mark chapter 16, verse 7. Peter had denied his Lord and then had wept bitterly in Mark chapter 14, verse 72. 
Why is this so essential to bring out? Because Jesus had already spoken it, told Peter, said, you will deny me three times before the cock throws twice. You will deny me three times. But Peter, because of the emotions of the moment, he said, no way. No, Jesus, I won't do that to you. And let me share something with you. Before we want to criticize Peter, how many of us have denied Jesus? I know we say we're preacher, we say we're psalmist, we say we're deacon, we say we're usher, we say we're missionary, we say we work with the youth ministry, we say we work with outreach, but how many times have we denied Jesus? Let's look at this text. So when we look at this scripture, we talk about the resurrection of the dead. Christians attempting to share their faith are often shocked by the world's denial of the possibility of the resurrection. The, but the gospel remains an irritating and upsetting challenge to the commonly held views of life and death. Christians are convinced that Jesus' resurrection did happen and that it changed everything. That's another praise break. Watch this now. The Christian faith comes from Christ's experience, not people, individual feelings, or desires, the conviction of the resurrection gives believers hope of their future. Paul said, if there is no resurrection, our preaching is in vain. Our saying we're saved is a lie. Oh my God. But can I get a witness that nobody here will want to go through hell knowing you going to hell. Come on now. What am I saying? It's the grace of God that saved us. Therefore, we bypass hell to go to heaven. I'm looking to go to heaven. If you're looking to go to heaven, put heaven in the comments section. I'm going to heaven. So here we find at Christ's resurrection, Christ began the destruction of Satan and all his dominion. One of the key things is at the resurrection of the dead, all Satan's power will be broken. Christ must reign because God had ordained it so. What God has said cannot be changed. Christ will reign as the ultimate ruler, having put all his enemies beneath his feet. My God, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20, 21, and he had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all the things, including the church. My God, amen. Jesus is the head, amen. And so death is every living being's enemy, the common fate of all humanity. Death is the last enemy that always wins, but Christ will destroy death at the cross through the resurrection. Christ had already defeated death, yet people still die for those who believe in Christ. However, death is merely a doorway into eternal life. My God, my God, let's look at this lesson here. I'm getting excited. Amen. Those who denied the resurrection, according to verse 33, could not possibly be believers true believers for this entire chapter explains why the resurrection is central to the Christian faith. 
Paul told the Corinthian believers not to be fooled by those who denied the resurrection. Can I just pause for station identification at this juncture here? Because one of the key things I want you to keep in mind, and this is noted, that there is no other religion, no other faith that their founder, that their, their savior, that they once say they believe in, subscribe to, has ever died for them, mm, 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 and never rose again for them, mm, 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 and ain't coming back for them. Woo! That's a praise break right there. Can I say it one more time? There's no other religion. I challenge you to search it, research. There is no other religion, no other savior, no other faith that can attest to the fact that their founder died for them. They may have died, but they didn't die for them. Are you with me? And second of all, they didn't rise from the grave. They, that Nope, uh-uh. And I got something else I'm gonna bring out. And number three, they ain't coming back for them. Hello. And watch this. So let me deal with this theology or this thought process where some folks says, well, you come back in a reincarnated state. Well, Paul, when you read this text, he said that which is earthly is earthly. That which is spiritual is spiritual. He said the first Adam was earthly, but the second Adam was spiritual. And what am I saying? Oh, he talks about the celestial billions, which are angels. He talks about the terrestrial billions, which are stars, moons. Guess what? Just imagine what would you look like coming back as a star? Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. I know y'all probably saying, what? Yes, because I want you to look and face reality that being a believer, you have a lot to look up to the hills for. You have a lot to be thankful for. You have a lot to be grateful for. Don't allow anyone to minimize or try to dilute your faith in God because God did something no other religion could do. Oh my God, I'm getting excited here. What am I saying? I'm saying no other founder of a religion, no other faith. I know we got thousands of religions, but no other religion can stand up to the faith of Jesus Christ. Whoa. My God, what are you saying? I'm saying that you need to stand upon the rock, Christ Jesus, the rock that never gives away. Jesus said that in John, that I'm going the way to prepare a place for you, that where I am there, ye may be also. Oh, in my father's house, John 14, is many matches. Ah, my God, my God. He said, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told. I'm not just trying to heighten your emotions, but I'm here to tell you that this resurrection that we celebrate on today has a lot of potent points to it. My God, if, oh my God, I feel a praise break right there. Listen, you got to understand that there is no other religion, no other savior. Listen, I know, I know the different ones, you know, not to cause disrespect to anyone's faith, but I'm here to stand up upon the faith 
of Jesus Christ, the rock that never gives away. We said on the other night, must Jesus bear this cross alone and all this world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Listen, my God, my God, uh, he's an awesome God. And so our present bodies have been wonderfully designed for life in this world, but they are parallel. Are you with me? Prone to decay. In a sense, each person lives as a prototype of his or her final body version. Our resurrection bodies uh, will be transformed versions of our present bodies. My God, whoa, our spiritual bodies will not be weak. We'll never get sick. Somebody ought to tell the Lord, thank you right there. And we'll never die. Glory to God. The very possibilities inspire anticipation, excitement, and praise to God who can do all things. And that's another point right there, that there is no other God. Woo! My God, my God is an awesome God. There is no other God that can create. Mm. No, 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 no. There is no other God that can create. How's amazing. Paul had already argued of the truth for the truth of the resurrection. Those who might still be skeptical may have further questions about this resurrection. So Paul asked two questions himself in order to answer them. He said, one, how will the dead be raised? Number two, what kind of bodies will they be have? Will they have? So these foolish questions, the answers should have been obvious from nature itself. But Paul compared the resurrection of the believers' bodies with the growth in the garden. A seed placed into the ground doesn't grow into a plant unless it what? Dies first. The plant that grows looks very different from the seed because God gives it a new body. Run. Somebody run for me right now. Somebody give God a praise break right there. So watch this now. And, and those new bodies will not be obtained until the earthly bodies have died. And those new bodies will be different from the present body. Can y'all just take a 60 second praise break? Look at your body, feel your body right now. And if you've got pain, can you say, thank the Lord, I'm going to have a new body. If you experience sickness of any kind, can you tell the Lord, thank you? Because I'm going to have a new body. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. My God. Resurrection. Ah, the Christian's assurance. Watch this now. And so there are different kinds of bodies for people, animals, fish, birds. That's why it's impossible to combat and reincarnate it. Ah, are you hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know some of y'all probably want to write in, send text, email. Just send it to our inbox. It's okay. We understand. But but you need the knowledge to understand that there. That, listen. A dog has a different body from a bird. A, a chicken has a different body from a, 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 a snake. Yes, different bodies. The body determines and identifies what it is. Woo, my God, that's, oh my God, can I say it? Yeah, a man's body is different from a woman's body, yes. Look at it. Watch this. Furthermore, 
the heavenly bodies, the sun, the moon, and the stars differ greatly from earthly bodies. Listen, matter of fact, if you do research and realize that when the astronauts were sent into orbit, they had to have special gear in order for them to survive in that environment. Why? Their natural bodies could not, it would have disintegrated. Oh, somebody ought to help me teach today. So each kind of body has its own kind of substance created and controlled by God. Each is appropriate to its sphere of existence, and each has its own kind of glory or radiance. God made different types of bodies. Certainly, he can arrange and govern the existence of the resurrection body. Is this helping anybody here? Oh, my God. Now, let's look at this. Let me get ready to conclude this lesson. Watch this now. So, Paul... He illustrated this point by continuing that Adam, the first man, was made from what? Dust of the earth. While Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Christ, as, the human, as a human baby, baby with a body like other humans, but he did not originate from dust of the earth as had Adam. He came from heaven. Note, Christ could not have been crucified without a natural body, right? Yes, but guess what? You don't have to guess because I'm going to give you the answer. When he went in the grave, somebody need to get ready to shout. When he went in the grave, the scripture says he rose on the third day. He didn't go back to dust. This is why I encourage you to study your word. Watch this now. And so here then I want to get ready to close. So the resurrected bodies have to be different from these present physical bodies because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These bodies cannot go into God's eternal kingdom because these bodies were not made to live forever. Otherwise they would. Even Enoch, the Bible says, was translated. So in other words, there was a translation that took place. Even Elijah, he was translated. Oh, my God. Well, somebody says probably, well, I need proof and evidence that their bodies was changed. Well, the greatest proof is going to be is go where they are. That's heaven. So that means you're going to have to live a holy, righteous life. You're going to have to be saved when Jesus comes back for you. You're going to have to have that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchased by God, born of his spirit, rose of above. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah, so God is going to translate us. Yes, 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 yes. It is amazing. Listen, I want you to understand that because we're going to get translated bodies, we can save that money on trying to sculpture and fix ourselves and all. Listen, there's nothing wrong with looking good. You should look your best. I mean, model for God. Are you hearing me? But there is going to come a perfected body. 
Woo! We won't need no blood transfusion. We won't need no needles. We won't need to get no booster shot or nothing like that. No, because we, whoa, my God, I felt a breakthrough for somebody. Because why? I want you to understand that God is an awesome God. For the resurrection is the Christian's assurance. Oh my God! So here, as Paul, we get ready to close this lesson with great emphasis. Paul passed on to these Corinthians a secret knowledge given to him by divine revelation from Christ. Watch this now. The phrase, not all of us will die, means that some Christians will still be alive at the time of Christ's return. Woo! They will not have to die before they get their new resurrection bodies. For further discussion on these new bodies, you need to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Instead, they will be transformed immediately. Woo! 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. For the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be. But it goes, starts out, and the trump of God shall sign, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. My God, those still alive will be transformed also receiving their new bodies, this change will happen instantly for all Christians, whether they dead or alive, all will be ready to go with Christ. Y'all ready to go with Jesus? My God, my God. The Oh my God. Yo, I feel a praise break right there. The ultimate enemy of every human body is death. For those who have no hope in Christ, death is the end of everything. But Christians have been given an entirely different perspective. For believers, death is not the end. It's merely a doorway to eternal life. Most Christians will experience death, but some who are alive at the time of Christ's return will not themselves face death, but will have known plenty who did. My God, death was defeated at the resurrection of Christ, but total victory. Woo! Can somebody shout right there? Total victory over death will not be accomplished until human beings made from dust of the earth, just like Adam, are given bodies that defy death. When this happens, the scripture will come true, Paul quoted from Isaiah 25 and 8 and Hosea 13 and 14. God promises that one day itself, uh, one day death itself will no longer carry victory or sting because death will no more be no more revelations 21 through 22. Listen, and then if it were not for sin, then there would be no sting that results in death. If it were not for the law, then sin would have no power. But the law declares sin and the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23, 7, 7 through 20. But because the law sets standards that cannot be reached, all people are condemned as sinners. For those who have not had their sins pardoned at the cross of Christ, death is not a passage to eternal life, but an enemy with a terrible sting. Woo, my God. Somebody ought to help me here. It is not annihilation or nothingness. It is a doorway to judgment. But those who have come to Christ, come to Jesus right now. Those who have come to Christ as Savior have been many given of victory over sin and death. Come on, can I get somebody to praise God? And because of these promises, 
a future resurrection, a living eternally in the kingdom of preparation for that kingdom with new bodies that will be fashioned by God himself. Believers have motivation and responsibilities for the life now and live in their perishable bodies. The time on earth is valuable. We have much work to do for the kingdom. Others must, oh my God, my God, others, other, my God, other must be invited to join. Believers must be taught to grow in the Lord. Nothing done for the Lord is ever useless. So believers should be strong in their faith, not wavering or doubting. They should be steady, not listening to the whims of false teachers, always enthusiastic about the Lord's work, serving him to the uttermost, my God, knowing that a great reward awaits, my God, hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise right this. And so finally, what we know about eternity, the Bible denotes much less space to describing eternity than it does to convincing people that eternal life is available as a free gift from God. Most of the brief descriptions of eternity would be more accurately called hints, since they use terms and ideas from present experience to describe what we can now fully grasp until we are there ourselves. The references hint at aspects of our future will be like if we accept Christ as a gift of eternal life. John 14 through 2 and 3, a place prepared for us. In verse 2 and 3, he says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. He said, but I go to prepare a place. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again. No other founder of any religion coming back for those who followed them. I'm telling you now, that's proof to the pudding. Watch this now. He said, but I'm coming back. Ooh, John 20, 19 and 26. Y'all can write these scriptures down. Unlimited physical properties. My God. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fears of Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you, my God. Oh, my God, I got to go. I got to go. There's so many other scriptures that I can give you, but I just want to leave you with this. Revelation 21 and 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Woo, my God. The resurrection, the Christian's assurance. I pray that you were encouraged by this word on today because guess what? We have a hope that goes beyond the grave. Yes, but, but the scripture says, don't be as those who have no hope because we have a hope in Jesus Christ, a hope that never gives away. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not 
trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Woo! Is there one that said, I want that hope. I want to have that assurance. I need Jesus right now. I want to say good news to you. As long as you have breath in your body right now, take advantage of this moment, this opportunity to give your life to Jesus. We want to invite you to accept this call for salvation. Jesus died on the cross for you. You can celebrate this day, not as an Easter day, but as a resurrection day. My God, my God. I get excited. Is there any other believers here watching, listening right now that you're not ashamed, but you're happy to say is resurrection day? Yes, Lord. And so we want you to join in with us in this prayer. As we pray this prayer, we want to invite Jesus into your life. Ready? Repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for encouraging me on the day that the resurrection is the Christian's assurance. I want that satisfaction in my heart to know I got Christ in my life. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, but rising, oh, glory to God, on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that today, right now, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, my God, you prayed that prayer. We want to say congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. Woo, my God, heaven is rejoicing right now because of you. That's right, because the scriptures let us know that heaven rejoices over the salvation of one. My God, listen, the next action step for you is you need to be connected to a good Bible teaching church where you can grow and mature in the things of God. We want you to send us an email to events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. Or better yet, download our mobile app and you can respond. Say, on this day, Resurrection Day, I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, my God, we're going to get some resource materials out to you to help you in your walk with God. And listen, for those of you that are watching, you may say, I'm already saved, preacher, but I need to be a part of a good Bible teaching church. Listen, we welcome you to be a part of Yes Lord Ministries. Listen, we're a Bible teaching church. We're a word church. We believe in the 
whole Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Listen, we need the whole scroll. Jesus said, I came not to destroy the law, but to be a fulfillment. So listen, we just love the Bible. Amen. We love you. Amen. Because there are many things that God has in store for you. If you like information, what it takes to be a part of Yes Lord Ministries, you can send us an email. Amen. Events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. Or download our mobile app and just click on I want to be a member of Yes Sort Ministries. We welcome you to be a part of both our local church and our virtual community. Amen. Where well, we could just pour into you. Amen. And you can be empowered to do that. What God has called you to do. My God, we pray that you were encouraged on today because the resurrection is the Christian's insurance. My God, my God. Can we get a praise break right there? Because God is so awesome. Amen. Amen. Listen, join us again. Amen. Because God is doing great things. And yes, Lord, ministry, we're so happy to have you with us. Listen, if our ministry is a blessing to you, we encourage you to support. Amen. You can tithe if you don't have a church home. You can give. Amen. By way of Cash App, Zelle, uh, PayPal, Giveify. Amen. You can see our giving platforms right there on the screen. And, and Pastor Bondell is going to reiterate it to you. But we just thank all of you who sow into our ministry, who give into our ministry. We pray multiple blessings upon your life that you will not experience lack in no area of your life. We decree increase on your seed in a supernatural harvest that shall manifest. But keep in mind as you go through this week that the resurrection is the Christian's assurance. Back into your hands, Pastor Vondell. God bless you, sir. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards, Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. Givelify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash app. Dollar sign. Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. 
Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.